This is Grindhouse Courthouse After Hours. So today we're talking about Wolf Warrior, a uh, ultra nationalistic Chinese propaganda film. It's a shitty movie, but also a five out of ten. So <laughs> uh, I, I watched American Sniper as well. These two movies are basically the same as like, what if there was a real cool dude who did cool things and then the movie's over? So let's explain why did you watch American Sniper? No, I, I think it speaks for itself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just really love that movie. He just watches it once a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, and I wanted to see like, okay, what is what is like a modern propaganda movie? Because like, there's a lot of Republicans, a lot of gun nuts who like just love the Chris Kyle story. Fucking love it. Because he went over there and he shot all those people and he did a good job at it. He's real good at killing people, if mm-hmm. you believe the story. He also beat up uh, Jesse Ventura, the body, the mind, in a bar. Cool. But that didn't happen, so he went to court and he had to retract it. So, you know, there's a lot of other things about Chris Kyle that maybe aren't true. And there's a lot of things about our hero in this movie that probably aren't true. I don't believe that his father uh, got drunk and walked away. <laughs> I don't believe that, you know, he got And some to be metal fair, we are not clear on that, t- that plot <laughs> yeah. point. <laughs> so, jury's out on that one, Tom. Yeah, we, we wanted to do our own homework on this because, like Dylan was saying with his closing statement, that, yes, this is a Chinese uh, propaganda movie, but we also do that with American movies or North American movies and Hollywood does it and it's shameful. So we're just like, how can we compare this to recent movies that have been made and uh, where do we stand? So if we were to take ourselves out of it again and look from outside, so Tom took on Sniper, Matthew did Red Dog. No, American Sniper, very different from Sniper. Yeah, (laughs) Snipers. Which is also a movie. Sniper's a little different. Which one's Sniper? (laughs) Isn't it? That's the one with um, Tom Berenger, right? Billy Zane. Oh, yeah. Billy Zane. Oh. Yeah, Billy Zane is the young yeah. hotshot sniper. <laughs> yeah. And um, the guy from Platoon, who's the evil guy, what's his name? Uh, Tom Berenger, who's actually apparently a nice guy in real life. Uh, oh, I can totally knew? see that. But he's always yeah. evil. He's always the worst. He's always oh, yeah. he's always the bad guy. What's well, the, I wish uh, I... Just like Billy Zane. What's that movie with Mark Wahlberg as a sniper? Isn't there one that, that happens Shooter. to? Shooter. That's true. That's, that's, some, oh. that's some dumb propaganda bullshit for sure. <laughs> I'd also like to talk about Act of Valor, which is literally just like we cast actual Marines in our movie and then they just run around and like kill people. And it ends up in Mexico where they shoot a bunch of people and uh, they save the planet. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a real testament to like what dumb fucks some actors are. Like really, like some of them, like John Krasinski was in that movie, uh, 13 hours, whatever, about Benghazi. The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Yeah. 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 And then he's like surprised by the fact that it's held up by Republicans during the the (laughs) election between Hillary Clinton. I never thought that me taking all this fucking money because I want to be an action hero would make me look bad. It's like, you dumbass. Like, it's about Benghazi. What the fuck did you think was Where are the emails? Where are they? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Tell me. And like, uh, Zero Dark Thirty, yeah. like yep. there's a lot of these. Oh yeah, of these movies. We, we romanticize yeah. these types of movies over in North yeah. America. Like it's easy enough to say. So again, coming from the outside and watching Wolf Warrior, we're just like, oh, this is hilarious. This doesn't sit well. This is propaganda. But then taking a look at our own movies, where it's easy enough to say that it's the same thing. We're trying to get out of that rut. Uh, Matt, what movie did you watch? Was it oh, Red Dawn? No, I watched a movie that is full of hotshot loose cannons. One is celebrating. The extravagance of the U.S. military-industrial complex and America itself, frankly. I watched a movie that's all about extended homoerotic scenes of sweaty men playing beach volleyball in jeans. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Highway to (laughs) the danger zone. 
Has that remake come out yet? I don't. Yet. I don't I, think so. They got, oh, that's some good fodder from oh for Grindhouse. Oh boy! Yeah. As soon as theaters reopen, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Tom Cruise is just gonna like release a movie each week of the summer. Like it's gonna be Mission Impossible Seven, then it's gonna be Top Gun, and the Mission Impossible Eight. Like he's just gonna get them out all oh at once. Oh my god! Yeah, so I watched Top Gun. Took my breath away. You you might say. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, it has a, a double dose of classic tie-ins from. The rest of this season, Meg Ryan and Tim Robbins are in this movie, which I completely forgot. Ooh. But oh my goodness! Also, this movie is like there are definite parts of Wolf Warrior that are taken whole cloth from Top Gun. Like this, it also has a nonsensical like conquering my father hero's journey subplot that doesn't really make any sense. Like you probably don't even I didn't remember this. Being, I don't remember Top Gun. I, I, yeah, I yeah. do not remember Top Gun. There at was all. there was some there was something where they put about is essentially as much back information as maybe even less about Wolf <laughs> Warrior's dad. About his father was also a fighter pilot and he was a coward and he ran away from some dogfight, but then he's a real he's actually a hero or something. It's very strange and bizarre. Okay. So it lines up. There's parallels. Weird. It lines up. Well, I think the biggest parallel is much like the Communist Party of China financed that uh, uh, Wolf Warrior. I think the United States oh, Air yeah. Force helped finance Top Gun and recruitment ratings went fucking oh, yeah. through the roof. I saw that they, afterwards. they had a yeah. uh, a pivotal role yeah. in the production and all of the story decisions. Like they cut a bunch of stuff that would have, like there's a the, the pivotal scene where, well, actually his best friend who is has the same scene as the guy from Wolf Warrior where he shows a picture from his wallet of his wife and kids. <laughs> it's like, boy, I <laughs> fucking love life, dude. I can't, I can't wait sure to do see love my kid after this, this next mission. And then he dies in the very next scene where there's like a thing. <laughs> so again, like as much as we mocked Wolf Warrior, we're seeing it. It's all we're over. Seeing well, it here. So you think they learned? So this it, is right? literally. I, I mean, I don't know what Wolf Warrior uh, was like when it was released in theaters, but the the U.S. Navy had recruitment booths in theaters where Top Gun was was shown, and Why? reportedly, oh yeah. recruitment for the Navy increased like five hundred percent because of it. Right. Could you in the navy? Oh so sail seven seas. Yvonne Etniage. Danger zone. I didn't watch any movie, but I remember Red Dawn and both uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, one and two. So the first one made sense. So. What I always found interesting about the first one is, so the Russians are dirty bastards and they're oh, yeah. fucking evil motherfuckers, yeah. but they made the Cubans a little bit more humanizing because there was some, I would love to know like what the sympathy was, but the, the Cubans were more like revolutionaries in their mindset. Like they weren't to totalitarianism, like they weren't totalitarian authoritarian in their leanings. They're more like- Okay. The, the Cuban was more sympathetic to the plight of the Wolverines because they're like, he's like- I'm a revolutionary. I'm not some kind of like oppressor. I fight oppressors. So I always found that kind of cool. Mm -hmm. The one redeeming quality of that fucking propaganda piece <laughs> was that there was some sympathy towards the, the communist revolutionary movement, because obviously we kind of paint communism in this negative um, light, but it really has more to do with the authoritarian side of it and not you know, the, the economic or the ideological underpinnings, which is what that guy is. Yeah. Now, when they made the remake, they got rid of that fucking guy. <laughs> They're like, nah, we're not. <laughs> I don't even remember. Did they do North Korea or did they do China? I can't remember. I it was North Korea because they need that Chinese market. So, right, so uh, they were too chicken shit to actually go after China. So they yeah. made a plot where North Korea invades America. And wins pretty much successfully. They just they, they sweep the nation 
Fucking like, insanity. Okay. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Because, like, I think in the original, there was, like, mutually assured destruction or, like, basically the nukes were neutralized. And what's interesting was China was the good guy in the original Red Dawn because back then China was an ally of the U.S., not an ally of... My, how the turntables. That's that's <laughs> the thing. The years, the years all of these movies come out, it's just generic foreign ideological villain insert insert yeah. here mm-hmm. pretty much yeah well, yeah like like if it was yeah. if it was in the 80s it was heavily impl- basically anything from 1946 until 1991 was implied soviet union like all if they didn't literally name them it was usually like yeah. the, the their uniform was looking like that or it had a red star or something on it remember I mean, rocky four <laughs> Fuck, I was just going to go there where the goddamn Russians start cheering for the American. What world does that happen? Sylvester Stallone single-handedly ended the Cold War. They start cheering yeah. for Rocky. Yeah. He did it. He did, he did it. it, guys. Yeah, so so with all that said, like looking back on that, this is very tame in comparison. They made them all mercenaries. They weren't they weren't even really necessarily American. It's way toned down in comparison to like the way that Hollywood paints in broad strokes, kind of the the scary foreigner, which is with like a couple exceptions, every single person who's not American yeah. and many Americans fall into that category, too. Yeah. So I didn't actually think anything was horribly egregious. It was just from a different perspective, yeah. um, which yeah. makes it so obvious to us. Yeah. And yeah. therefore intolerable. <laughs> and therefore bullshit <laughs> and fucking propaganda. Unlike our truth movies. <laughs> 13 hours. American Benghazi. Sniper. Yeah. So Adam, you watched Wolf Warrior 2, which is as I'm I actually am Googling it right now. We yeah. we stepped outside of our usual box where we only watch the sequels or the third movie in the trilogy. And why didn't we do that for Wolf Warrior 2? Because it is apparently uh, from 2017, it's, it's the all-time greatest grossing film in China. Why did we waste yeah. our time with Wolf Warrior 1? I don't yeah. know. We should have. <laughs> Who picked Wolf Warrior 1? Who picked this movie? We did it as a group, Dylan. <laughs> we That's had a code vote. for Adam picked it. Who wrote that goddamn name down? I put it I put it in there. I should have uh, done the more truth due diligence. Comes out. Why I, didn't you put two? I if I if I would have known how extreme like dial to eleven Wolf Warrior 2 was before watching Wolf Warrior 1, I would have recommended this one because this is just over the top. Where do I even So did begin everything with this good one? I just say about Wolf Warrior 1? Did they get rid of that? Yes. <laughs> absolutely. It's so funny. Okay. Oh boy, how do I want to start this? So first off, our hero, he oh god, they they start it two they have two starts for this movie. The first start is you have a giant cargo ship. Oh, the sign of a great movie, just like Mission <laughs> Impossible 2. They have like four starts for this movie. Four hard starts. So this one has two starts. You have a cargo ship that is hauling whatever material over to Africa. And we have our hero on this ship. And what happens is you have these bandits, uh, these African bandits that are coming in and they're trying to hijack the ship. And our hero jumps off and they try to do one continuous shot. So you're just like, you're in it. He jumps off the boat, dives under, goes under the bandits boat, rocks it, gets them into the water. And then it's just this weird, like low impact fight scene in water where he's doing kicks, but you can't like, you see them absorb it. And they're kind of like, well, you know, they're in water, so they're not going to like go flying, but they do. So it's this weird dynamic. He's holding his breath the whole time. Again, it's like a five minute, one take, one take in quotations, uh, scene of him just kicking ass and destroying these bandits. And you're just like, wait a second. Why is our hero not in China anymore? And he's in Africa. We go to a hard cut to earlier where we have the wolf warriors taking the remains of our guy that loves living. They're taking his remains to the family 
And what happens is there's a bulldozing company, like real estate company that's coming in and destroying the small village because they're going to make like towers or whatever. And there's family screaming because their city's getting knocked down. Wolf Warrior stops, stops the construction. They deliver the ashes to this family. And I think he gets like kicked out of Wolf Warriors because he kills the real estate mogul guy. Like he kicks him into a car and then he just like dies. And that cuts to like three <laughs> years later of him in Africa. So we're, we're now just like outside of China, unlike the first movie where everything was just focused in China. But now you have this like weird take of this, uh, how do we always put it? He's it's the saver like of Africa. Have, uh, He's, he just saves all the African exactly. people. You, Exactly. And that's that's what it's implied at the very beginning, because he's coming in. You see a lot of people having jobs from the cargo ship. People are like high fiving him because he's a real cool dude. Everybody knows him around there. He's also a father figure to this little child that follows him throughout the movie. Uh, so it's just like it, it has this weird implication that like China's there and it's saving everybody in Africa. Why um, would why would a movie push that narrative? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 much, but like the mercenaries in this one, again, dialed to eleven. So you thought Scott Atkins was evil. This one you have Frank Grillo. You have uh Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. And he always has like a cigar in his mouth and he's smirking because he's like, This guy's my next challenge. I can I'm gonna take this guy. He down. loves fighting. Oh, those Americans oh, love does. to fight, don't they? Oh my god. Yeah, I do love I do love the continuity though. What are a bad What's a bad guy like? Well, he smokes cigars for one thing. That's for <laughs> sure. Yeah. And hates for sure. everyone. Will kill anyone he can. But like, so you have the hero in Africa, and he's starting a new life because you find out that lady got killed, and he wears the bullet that someone shot her with. Uh, so he's always like. <laughs> pulled back into those memories and those memories come up when he's having a drinking contest. So this is why I thought he couldn't get drunk in the first movie is because he's challenging all these locals and he's just like pounding back shots. He's drinking a bunch of beer and then he also pulls out the the rice wine and he's chugging that back. But he's also crying at the same time, but you're not sure if it's just the alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Or is he just sweating? Because we didn't emphasize this enough in the first thing. He is absurdly sweaty. He's drenched in every single scene when everyone else in the scene is just not like normal. <laughs> yeah. Normal levels of perspiration. Yeah. 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 Um, so I also have to mention that while I, when I was watching this movie, I didn't have subtitles. So I was just piecing things together uh, oh, because wow. there is some English <laughs> in this movie, but it's also a majority of it is in Chinese. Also, I fell asleep halfway through cause I got really tired and then woke <laughs> up and just continued watching. So there's, there's a gap at one point in my notes. Well, I, for one, find your uh, summary very riveting then. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying really hard. I'm trying to paint the picture of just like well how informed. over the top this is. Because yeah, like I didn't watch the whole thing. I fell asleep. I, I didn't pulled... watch it in the right language. <laughs> I pulled a Dave on this but one. Before I <laughs> Move fucking stuff. Move stuff. <laughs> but this one, okay, they do so many things right. So visually, it looks a lot better. Like there's a lot more color with it. It just pops. It kind of has the feeling of Casino Royale when he's running through doing the, like the parkour scene, it has that feel to it. Um, and again, like Long Fong, his action is dialed up where he's more acrobatic uh, with his fight scenes because he's doing, he's taking on bigger challenges. Like there's still a giant guy, there's a female mercenary, and then you also have Big Daddy that he's going to be taking on. 
But all of his action, he's like spinning around constantly, which is kind of annoying because it's always like the blind fire where he just does 180 and then starts shooting at things. I don't think he misses. I think he kills everybody that he shoots at. Anyway, the whole plot is basically you have this rebel force in Africa that's trying to overthrow the government, question mark, again, no subtitles. But you have a Chinese embassy that's in Africa that cannot be touched. So Chinese people, it's recognized that if you're Chinese, you can't attack them. You cannot chill kill Chinese people. So the rebels are attacking this Af African base after the Top Gun scene where he's playing soccer topless on the Ooh. beach. Just got to throw that one in there. Ooh. He's screaming at people. Was he hilarious. sweating a lot? Too? He is sweating <laughs> and he is screaming at ladies. It I is. bet he's listening. <laughs> I bet it's like airplane where yeah. all that water's just pouring down on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So you have these rebels that are trying to take over Africa and they're killing their own people. But they can't kill Chinese people because, again, they're all protected. So our hero is trying to get this group. He's trying to save back to the Chinese embassy to get them back to China so they're protected. But we find out the little boy that he's mentoring or a father figure, uh, his mother is still out there. It's very unclear. Again, I wasn't sure what was happening. But our hero decides to go save the day and get this mother. But then there's also a virus subplot. Where that, there's an infection. That virus keeps coming back. Around. It's so strange that they yeah. had all these virus subplots prior to 2019. Weird. Oh, my God. I, I don't know how it concludes, to be honest, but I just know that he gets it and he just powers through the fever <laughs> one night. So, To be fair, it's a movie set in Africa. All of them have virus subplots. Remember Sahara? Yep. <laughs> I do was, very well. Yep. Yeah, so basically you have the special ops of the mercenaries that overtake the rebels and they're just like, we're going to kill whoever. And they basically go after this factory, this Chinese factory full of workers. And our hero goes in to try to save the day to get the people out. So that they can go back to working in the factory. I think so. It's like it's like two hours long. The pacing is really off with this one. But once the action starts up again, it just like, again, it dials it up to 11. There's a tank scene. Like they have a chase in a tank. And he takes down like 20 other tanks by like... Oh, his Chinese tank kills the other tanks? <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's pretty badass, though. Yeah. So there's they change up the action quite a bit, and I think that's what I liked about it. It's not just one man shooting everything, but it is. But they now mix it up with tanks, and then there's more hand to hand combat. So it is kind of cooler. But the the one thing that I'm going to bring it back to is the ending is really weird. Like the last line from the villain doesn't recognizable but unidentifiable old man emerge. <laughs> no, <laughs> you have trouble placing him. <laughs> no, and his role in the plot. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't happen. There is a love interest in this where it's like sexy lady doctor. Another one. Yeah, there's sexy lady doctor. Does he conquer her? Yes. Yeah, they kiss at one point, but she Ooh, also has a conquered. child with her, her with her, and then also the mother that he's saving. So it gets. Oh, kind then of, forget it. I know it gets kind of convoluted with what his motivation is. Like, is he saving the people? Is he still? Trying I, to I save know exactly what his motivations are. It's to advance China's interests. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which are uh, punching Frank Grillo in the side of the head with a bullet. Yes. So mining rights in this region <laughs> of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so before that happens. Before he kills Frank Grillo, Frank Grillo says when he has the upper hand, people like you will always be inferior to people like me. It feels completely out of place and it sets him off. It sets the hero off to just like take out yeah, the bullet necklace. What do you mean people just... like you? Yeah, no. And that's the thing. It was just like, it just doesn't fit. It, it, it felt really odd and you kind of like cringe at it. And then you see him just like, did he say it in English? Yes, he did. Oh, that's for us. Shit. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. Anyway, that's basically the whole plot. 
it's okay. It's it's much better than Warrior Wolf Warrior One. Wilds uh, Warrior for sure. Like Wild Warrior. Warrior. Warrior Wilds. <laughs> Dog Soldiers. You think WW two is way better than WW one? I, I agree. Naturally, yeah, I better. think that, wait. I think I'm going with that one. Do you guys do you guys think there's a risk that Wolf Warrior One, Wolf Warrior Two will soon become the more common WW one WW two abbreviation? <laughs> <laughs> Give it a Highly decade. Likely. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Well, we'll see. but there is going to be a third, so we are going to get WW three. Uh, I fought in WW two. You were in Wolf Warrior. <laughs> are you seriously like an extra something? But with with Wolf Warrior two, it's not about the army anymore. It's about him being a rogue soldier. So it's it's very off putting because it felt like it was their military coming together to solve the problem. But now it's just this one guy. Super patriotic though. They're tweaking the formula. Because, like, you know, you watch yeah. Commando, right? And it's just, like, Arnold going to fuck shit up. And you're like, yeah, America, or whatever. Even though he's, like, yeah. Austrian and speaks with an accent and said he was, like, East German in the movie. <laughs> Julie, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Frank. I'm Frank Johnson, and I... Uh, Grew up in Cincinnati. Enjoy. <laughs> I eat a hot dog. Yeah. Um, but uh, I enjoy American Frankfurt. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're tweaking the formula, right? Like it's getting closer to yeah. where you can make eight hundred million dollars domestically with it, because as a movie, it just works that much better, right? They you don't have so like much money. overwhelming power of Chinese military versus a dude with a rifle. And the dude with the rifle is just killing hundreds of people. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. So the Chinese military does step in because our hero live streams the mercenaries killing Chinese people. And they're just like, all right, they send in the Navy and they shoot missiles to yeah. take down the rebel base. They, they, have, to be, to in, they yeah. have to be the good guys, right? Yeah. Just like America yeah. is always the good guys every time, both in film and the real world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this was this was much better than Wolf Warrior One. See, I disagree because the editing and the scenes that I watched in Wolf Warrior Two were cut together really shittily, like a Marvel movie where the actors like can't mm. fight, so they cut away from it. Uh, I mean, if we've probably all seen every uh, frame of painting or whatever, where he breaks down like why modern action scenes suck compared to like Jackie Chan eighty cinema because they show the whole thing. You weren't seeing yeah. the whole thing because Frank Grillo's not Scott Adkins, right? You can't, mm-hmm. you can't True. do kicks. Frank Grillo is pretty sweet. Like he's okay. There looks like he's old. Grillo fan, Grillo stands, whatever <laughs> like, the kids call like it fi- these days. <laughs> he's like fifty six. It's just like really impressive to see like someone in that great of shape and doing these action roles. So they're called Grillaniacs. Oh, of course. <laughs> There's gonna be Grill Lords. <laughs> Anyway, I watched that just to see how it would carry over. Yeah. Is there anything? There's nothing I could say. Like, Wolf Warrior is just a cinematic masterpiece that I don't understand because I'm a Western dog. That's it. That's all it is. Five out of ten. Perfect movie. As Brie Larson would say, it's not for you. (laughs) Well, really isn't. Right, it's not, yeah. that's very true. As an action yeah. movie, there was some scenes in there that were really fucking great. You know, Scott Adkins doing his little kickity kicks, uh, getting his throat stabbed. The end. That's it. I can't yeah. say anything else. Yeah. Okay. Let's wrap it up here, and that about does it for after hours on Wolf Warrior One. And we talked a little bit about Wolf Warrior Two. We learned a lot. We lost a lot. And please don't cancel us. We're sorry. Okay. <laughs> we're sorry. Oh,
please don't cancel us. We're sorry. Okay? We're sorry.